Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. Hey guys, it's Jackie Zabrowski here. You can call me Jackalicious in the streets, but you could also call me Monsignor Jacqueline in the sheets. I'm here to tell you guys about our move to Spotify. So this show, along with all your other LPN favorites, is going exclusive to Spotify on Valentine's Day 2020. It's a day of heart. It's a day for crying. It's a day for getting really drunk. On Spotify shows, that means you'll only be able to listen to this episode, future episodes, and our entire back catalog of shows over on Spotify starting on February 14th. But Spotify accounts are free and easy to create, so you can just download the app or you can listen to it on your computer. You can listen to all of our shows on Spotify right now, and you can download episodes for offline listening with your free account. The Last Podcast Network and all of your favorite music in one place? Could I grab my breasts any harder? Man, I might be grabbing them too hard right now. Listen to The Last Podcast Network, free on Spotify. This isn't my fault, it's just because I'm starting to get obsessed with Harry Styles. Just stop your crying, it's a sign of the times. We gotta get away from here. Oh, we gotta get away from here. Just stop your crying, it'll be alright. They told me that the end is near. We gotta get away from here. And you know what? There's a lot of things going on in this world right now that we gotta get away from mentally, emotionally, physically, and I'm obsessed with Harry Styles. (laughs) I'm obsessed with Harry Styles. I think that this I mean I this is I'm old. Uh, this is this is an old song. This is years old. And Jackie, how old are you? You know what? I'm 33. Oh I'm my gosh, she's so brave. I'm 32. I'm 33. Jesus I'm is 32. <laughs> I, th- oh, we are so old that young, young direction, One Direction was so young. Exactly. Wow. Young, direction. Were, young Direction. Young Direction is no longer... Not only are they no longer like a boy band, like no, they they're were, not cool. Yeah, they're no. like in their mid to late twenties. They're a man band. They're like almost our age now. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, it, well, now and to the fact that they've moved on to other things, and I, I was trying to get into One Direction. I really dug One Direction, and now I'm just 
I am just balls deep in Harry Styles' solo work, and I'm obsessed. I'm absolutely obsessed. I've heard good things. And how do you like Zane? I, I, <laughs> you know one of their names. I like Zane. I People, actually enjoy Zane. I like because I was like, oh yeah, Harry Potter's he, uh, Harry Potter. Wow. Oh my God, we're so old. <laughs> Harry, uh, Harry Potter. What other things the kids like? Um, Pokemon, right? Is Pokemon still so actually people are enjoying Pokemon again right now? It came out this week, not too long ago. I'm on the Zane train. Yeah, that's everyone's like, no, Zane is better. He's like more musically talented. He's yeah. hotter. That's Take what everybody it to says ride. about Zane. Yeah, absolutely. I'm and on I, the Zane train. Oh yeah. I mean, but then to the I think that the '90s. But then there's like '90s nostalgia is back right now. Did you guys see this? It's another one of these candles. Man, candles are taking everything by force. What is a candle about the nineties? <laughs> There's, it's nineties nostalgia candles. Oh, <laughs> oh my please. god! Does it smell like? Does it smell like Sabaro? Yeah, because what is it? Yeah, that's what nineties nostalgia is. The mall like food court. Does it smell like not fitting in? <laughs> that's what the nineties were for most people. It was like. I don't know. Does it smell like trying cigarettes for the first time? Yeah, it's a bunch of coughing. No, it's it's like one is called glass pop. It smells like lip smackers. Another one's dream light that smells like gap dream body mist, which actually very into and I would probably want to smell it. Yeah, that would probably bring back some memories because you know how smell evokes like the strongest memories. Right? That's what I was saying. Oh, yeah. I think back on that time, I think of a rainy day and like blue jeans that are kind of wet and Nirvana. Well, then I guess you have to get Blue Jean Baby because Blue Jean oh. Baby smells like a pair of freshly laundered vintage Calvins, no, no. still warm from the dryer. This one is a combination of washed denim, white musk, and mimosa florals. See, mine oh. would smell like they would slightly damp blue jeans that oh, are, are like why covered are they, in. Why are they damp? Because it's so rainy all the time because it's the 90s. Uh-huh. And then, and, and they're kind of wafted in cigarette smoke, right? That you snuck out the back of your friend's house and went into the woods and smoked. So you were you would have been in high school in the late nineties, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. And you were smoking sure. cigs by then. Oh, I was smoking cigarettes. To start. I mean, please, and by the way, uh, hardest thing. It was like awful to quit. Every no, in no way should anybody do this because I was peer pressured. Yo, okay. <laughs> But uh, I smoked my first cigarette in like what? seventh grade. You dog. have really? morals of steel. I what are you talking first, about? I smoked my first cigarette in seventh grade. I smoked my first hit of weed in like Whoa. tenth grade. Whoa! And got my first big time drunk in tenth grade too. We all got really drunk. Now I remember we were drinking like Ice House, and my <laughs> buddies decided to slide around in the yard. And there were sprinkler heads in the yard they didn't know about, so they cut themselves up. Ooh. My friend pissed and shed, threw up on himself. <laughs> she probably would have died that night. He, I'm just glad he didn't die. Jordan, shout outs. Uh, and uh, I remember I took my first hit of weed out of an empty bullet shell Did in this a all hot happened tub on the same night? night? All in the same night. <laughs> wow. And I didn't, again, I know I've said this in the show before, but didn't make out with the girl till college. <laughs> that's so fascinating. All the rough times of it and none of the fun, sexy oh, times. Just a bunch of 16 year old boys just horny as hell, getting shotgunning yep. weed through a beer can, sliding yep. around, cutting themselves on the lawn. It was. Oh. It was like an older sister situation. She hooked us up, and the mom was out of town. The mom was checked out or whatever. She was out of town. Big house, hot tub. It's a cool deal. This is the thing about I didn't drink in high school, but in retrospect, I'm like, 
I probably would have had a great time. You're at people's like, it <sighs> yes depends on no. whose houses you're at. But you're like so... some of my friends had nice houses. We could have been sitting and watching movies on a big screen. No. Not like in college. You think that until you puke into yeah. somebody's pool and yes. then you have to figure out how to get the throw. And when you're drunk and you're way too drunk on vodka out of a plastic bottle. Yes. And then you try to have to try and skim the puke <laughs> out of the pool because you're worried about it going into Jackie. the pool filter. That is exactly what it is. You're so bad at drinking so good, in so high school scared. that you do the dumb, like you thought you would have done dumb shit in college. I, was, I did you some pretty dumb shit in college. You are, even, you are like so much worse at drinking. You're gonna you're gonna make that bad phone call to a girl. Interesting. You're gonna fucking throw up off the side of your buddy's balcony while your butt other friend is pissing and shitting themselves or whatever. <laughs> It is unbelievable. My pièce de résistance was always that's not the right <laughs> word used for this word, this phrase. Um, I like to when I would like a person, I would write them notes and then we would drunk drive to their house <laughs> to put the I note in that. their mailbox. Wow. Uh, which that is because again see that's where you die like yes. i still whenever i think about these things i'm like man i don't like i am very thankful and grateful that i didn't die and that i didn't accidentally like sleepers somebody yeah, Remember yeah sleepers that's, that's what i was always scared of like accidentally throwing a hot dog cart down a set of stairs and killing a person and then yes. having to go to a prison as a young child and having to deal with everything that kevin bacon puts you through <laughs> Right. Yeah, I feel Shout like. Shout out to sleepers. If, if the fact that sixteen-year-olds can drive, I dr I didn't dr drink when I was sixteen, but I did drive, and that is something where I'm like, <laughs> absolutely not. I yeah. was way too dumb in my reasoning ability to drive at that age. The fact that sixteen-year-olds uh, can drive at all is absurd. Wild, but the fact that everyone else I know got drunk by the time they were sixteen, everyone but but me got drunk by the time they were sixteen at least. W but and and often way earlier and then got keys and then and and are like all right go do your thing yeah is like absolutely terrifying. Well, you just think me. about like the dumb shit you did to impress your friends or impress somebody you were into. Yeah, and then you think about like now you're behind this like death machine and you still have that urge to be like, look how fast I can spin the wheel. And you have left no right. sense that you can that something <laughs> bad can happen to you. Yeah, like, well, do you guys ever go? Do you ever go mudden? Yes. And it's like that, that kind of thing. So not only do you take, so you drink beers and then you get behind the the wheel of a car and just try and destroy it and just try and yeah. destroy wherever you try are to get and it make stuck. as much and try to get stuck, try to like spin it out of control yeah. and all that kind of shit where it's like Doing we're not in Fast and the Furious. That's a redneck. Why did we that's, do that? That's because you and I were, uh, grew up in the South though. That's a Southern idiot thing. It's not, not that Southern people are stupid, but yeah, you know, it's a specifically. It's an idiot thing to do. Yes, no matter what you are. Everyone yeah. in my hometown would do like donuts, and like if it snowed, you know, you like go out and see how many times you can spin your car and shit. Oh like, yeah, stuff that's just like again, it's just like somebody should have. Hiram lodged that shit as like the mayor should have just been like, I decree no children with cars anymore. I told no this story before. This is the most thing I think back on. I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe we did this. We would go get a bunch of eggs. This is like right before we could party or anything. We go get a ass load of eggs from Whoa. the store. I've, I hate this story. There's a, <laughs> there was a sunroof in my buddy's car and we would have the sunroof open 
and we would try to hit cars going the opposite direction of us on their windshield in order in order to provoke a high-speed chase through a residential neighborhood which would happen multiple times because we were so bored and so frustrated and so angry and whatever and i think back and it's not like we did it a lot but we did it a couple times and it was I will say it was pretty thrilling, but like we really were <laughs> we'll fucking say, with death. I don't death. regret a minute of it. Had a great we time. Facing death in the eyeballs. Feel, no, he's guilty. He feels guilty about I it. I feel, feel terrible. It. And also these other people, not only are we risking their lives, but like just, or they're just having the worst day ever. And then an egg hits their windshield during, while they're in a 35 mile per hour, like street, trying to get home It's at night. probably alarming. I've been egged in, like my body has been egged twice and it's scary as hell. It's mm-hmm. horrifying. They're, it's a real projectile. It's worse than paintball. <laughs> and also, like, on top of this, and maybe this is a too serious thing to say, but like I knew somebody that their parents had put, they, they work for some sort of government official thing, and they had put this thing on their car because they had been arrested for underage drinking, that the car couldn't start unless you blew, like you blew under the legal limit. Yeah. And I was like, shouldn't everybody have that? Yeah, yeah everybody, like, everybody should, you, should have that. The car does not start unless you are below the legal limit. Yeah, That's you great. don't have a right to drive a car if you're tanked. Yeah, that should totally be. This is what you be. do. This is how you get around that. You take your, like four-year-old daughter with you to the oh bar. that's hot oh and then you have to look her in the eye. yeah but you have to do you can only you're only allowed to do that if you have to look her in the eye while you right do it. i'm <laughs> just like saying that's what would happen probably and it would just become more dangerous because this is um because then you let the four-year-old drive see this is what we gotta do this is <laughs> put the kids is this a good or a drive? bad time to say that i'm drinking a mango rita is this a good <laughs> we are drinking but we're not driving anywhere we're not driving anywhere uber baby in new york city subway's son so a friend of mine uh, after I had kids, uh, messaged me and he was like, "Everybody will tell you that raising kids in New York City is is terrible." Um, but he has like a, a teenager, a high schooler, and he was like, "But let me tell you the secret about having a young, like adolescent in New York City from the ages of eleven to sixteen. If you live in a city oh with God. public transit, oh those God. kids have mobility they and they can anywhere. go out and fuck around and do you know stuff that eleven to sixteen year olds do that they're gonna be older and be like, oh, I can't believe I did that. Yeah, but they are not gonna be. Uh, I mean, if you're in the suburbs or you know in a place without any public transit, you're not behind a, a wheel when you're 16. But you might be behind the wheel of some idiot 16 year old, you know, in the in the passenger seat or whatever. But you just don't have any mobility. So yeah. from the ages of 11 to 16, you're anxious as hell and you're yeah. stuck in basements. You're you're reliant on uh, either you know parents or other kids to drive you around. Uh, there's probably not awesome like bike paths or whatever to like bike safely. And like, <laughs> where, so, are the <laughs> where are the damned? Where are the damned bikes? America. There should be more bike paths. But like, but, but then, yeah, my the reason why you're going to go burn down a factory building because there's no bike paths for you to use. <laughs> I'm just saying a 12 year old should be able to ride a bike from to their friend's house. But, but my friend was like, so 11 to 16 year olds in New York City, it's not that they don't get angsty and depressed, but at least they can like have independence that yeah. 11 to 16 year olds in the rest of the country can't access because of the transit like problem which I thought was so interesting yeah I get yeah. that I also think about like I'm sure they can find a bar somewhere that will serve them or like you know what I mean like cause it's fucking New York like I feel like you can just find trouble so much more easily there's so much more access to trouble 
I totally as well. I, there no there is no more trouble than a teen and a car and alcohol. Yeah, it's true. Right? That like there's no yes. amount of I hang out with my friends right. from New York who grew up here and they're like, Oh, we got so drunk and we we went all the way from the Bronx to Coney Island and then we didn't know how to get back to the Bronx right. and I'm like that's fine. that's fine oh you had a long train ride had you fall asleep on the train like I hope that the teenagers I know are doing that and not right. in a car you know that's true and th- imagine all of the atrocities that Stormy Webster someday will probably <laughs> do behind some sort of very I was about to say I don't even know what's an expensive car name a spider remember Bugatti. those Bugatti, Bugatti. Bugatti. Uh, Bugatti, be kidding me. Um, Stormy Webster, who is <laughs> no. Kylie Jenner's daughter, is, I get you, please, you got to look up the pictures. I, how did I end up with the hot tip? I got the lead story this week. Hey. Amazing. You are allowed this one time, you're allowed <laughs> to have the lead story. Uh, yeah, Jackie, I was surprised that this was not included in your initial email blast. It is. I honestly usually don't talk about the. Uh, the Kardashian-Jenner family too often. I think you guys have noticed that on this show. Because there'd be, uh, otherwise this, the whole show would just be a Kardashian-Jenner show. Because, right. yeah, because they have so much all the time. But this is something else. It was Stormy's. <laughs> who is, she's a, such a cute little girl. She is so cute. you know what cute. I will say about the, the Kardashians and the Jenners? They seem to very much be present and, in, and adore their children. And I will give them that. And she threw... This is the kind of thing that when I look at the kind of stuff that they do, and I'm just like, God, I would never do that. Kind of, why, why are you wasting your money? All these people need so many things in this world. But if there is one thing, I would love to be able to give my kids some days, like, dumb fucking birthday parties. Right. No matter how little money we had growing up, my mom always, she would make stuff and do that kind of stuff. Make as, as like, great, memorable birthdays for us. And I always appreciated that. But... This is another world. Apparently, it's a Frozen 2-themed second birthday party. But instead, what they did is she created Stormy World. And all of the... I just... It's... They have so many big, huge... Terrifying. Exaggerations of her head. <laughs> Absolutely. You have to walk such through a cute this big, <laughs> blown-up <laughs> version of her head. And you walk into her mouth. And then on top of the cake is this big cartoon head version and it looks like she's throwing up rainbows everywhere. It does. It does. Her, she is very cute and none of the uh, multiple artistic renderings of her face um, sculpted for this party really um, are anything less than absolutely terrifying. <laughs> terrifying. I would be, if I was that age, I would look and run screaming and not want to be around it. This is the thing. Crying. In terms of memorable birthday parties for kids, totally, and like go all out, but a two-year-old is already, if you've ever been to any two-year-old's birthday party, all they're doing is crying because they're so overwhelmed. Right. And they cry when you sing happy birthday to them. And they're like, because <laughs> they're, they're like just starting to understand, like, I'm a person in the world. Why is everyone looking at me? You know, like, and right. it's really overwhelming. They're, and also, she's not going to remember, but this is they just just like setting money on fire and, and and she was probably like really stressed out i don't mean to to speculate about stormy's feelings but it is a lot of stimulation for a two-year-old it was a lot of stimulation for lot. me looking at these pictures yeah right i was getting stressed out just looking i saw at your it. eyes and i saw fear and i saw a lot of emotion going on there's and- too much happening there there's even there's an indoor roller coaster type thing like there's a there and it's there's there's merchandise and all of the, and the tagline of the party was two is better than one and I'm assuming that has to do with Frozen two the sequel but I was like wait a second it's like she's not a twin 
So I don't yeah. really understand why the tagline is two is better the than number one. The number because she's two years old. Two years old is better than oh, one year old. Two, oh, I Jackie, well, you need to go to... Well, that's age-shaming, okay? <laughs> at one, they're learning a lot. I made a gaffe just now, and you're embarrassed about it, and you're immediately no, trying to spit it into some kind of a that's how political thing as a defense mechanism. You can change perspective on anything. No, that's <laughs> age-shamist, and I'm upset. <laughs> but I think the original issue is that you just had no idea that this really obvious thing was this really obvious thing. No, no, no. No, I am upset because you know what? You learn a lot at the age of one. Right. And how dare you, you say that what you learn at the age of two is better than it's, what you learn at the age of one? What would year. you say, Molly? Do you think what what age is better, two or one? Um, my oldest is not yet two, but but not yet, but uh, still not still a one. That's yeah, it's not <laughs> no it's longer the a one. Spears not crossroads yet a two. of ages. <laughs> it's true because young one is very different than older one. Uh, young one, my favorite bubble rapper, by the way, he's one years old. And uh, they're trying to keep him that way with some kind of science experiment, but it's not working. He keeps growing. But, man, his raps are so good. Just like, goo, 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 goggy. I learn a lot at this age. That's what he also does. Wow. You know what, Jackie? I think your age is. Because I think that the age two is easily better than age one. You have more mental faculties. You're learning how to shit Are we talking about for the person themselves, from your own subjectivity, what is better? or like For everyone involved. For the child, for you know. I mean, everybody. I'm excited for for my kid to turn two. I think it's. I think the the big difference is language. Like when you turn one, you're still a baby, and right. then you very quickly become a toddler. And then when what I can anticipate by the time you're two, you actually have like some memory. You have some language. You Wait, have like. Don't some... they refer to it as the terrible twos? They do, but there's some. I've heard a lot of people say that that's actually describing the year from one, the second year of your life, which is the year oh, from one okay. to two. Um, and a lot of parents say that from two to three is really fun. And then well, fuck this is a four real, year olds. Forget, oh, forgive me for going into like. Yeah, I'm saying parent, right now, fuck four year olds. People, bro. a lot of, I don't have any three year olds um, in my home, but people are very um, stressed out by three year olds. And the, the, the Lord help me, the phrase, if you read a lot of parenting things online, the phrase, the word three nager. Is Ooh, a very yeah. popular Ooh, I kind of like the Three-nager because they're so opinionated. They're so opinionated. Moody. Really? And, I'll oh, give no. I definitely was a nanny of a four-nado, though, is what <laughs> now I'm going to start referring to her as. <laughs> because she was definitely a four-nado. And she would yell that I was fat all the time. And I didn't. I was like, I know this. You don't have to tell me. Hell I'm aware yeah. of the fact that I'm fat. Thank you very much. And I, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Five Alive. I, was, I know when they turn into robots. Bots, and they do that all the time. Yeah, five, you're alive. You know you're I mean? alive. Oh, yeah. I'm always thinking about short circuit. Every day I'm thinking about short circuit. Oh, pop culture, huh? Pop culture. I mean, we, please look up Stormy World. Stormy World's very upsetting. I, I mean, it looked like all the adults had a really good time, so I will say it seems like it was the party was a hit. You know, I think it's just the weird, like, why does everything involve Stormy and I've and like her mouth agape. There's something about anybody who's just got like a, a oh, like just like it looks like she's like choking on that I rainbow. I think it's like the Instagram filter. I'm gonna go ahead and guess. Maybe. Okay, 
the baby is obsessed with that Instagram filter oh, when you open okay. your mouth and the rainbows come out. Oh, okay. Because I was trying to figure out, I'm like, why is it? It just seems, I don't know what that is, uh, but it's like just disturbing for some reason. I don't know. There's why. also a photo of her meeting like a real life troll and just picturing my own child. If that happened, she would be absolutely freaking, freaking out. out. Yeah. Like, not in an excited troll, way. Troll from like, the troll movies, from, we from should the troll say, movies. not like an actual. Not a troll that exists on Earth. From Norway, yeah. No, no, it was a whole big thing. I think he put his jaws on the party. Yeah. But you know, he threw a stone at the child. I think it might be a little scary. I saw Frozen for the first time this weekend, and so I feel a little bit like I finally. uh, I thought it was fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I haven't seen the sequel. It does feel weird. I I guess you have kids, so it makes more sense. It does feel weird for me to be like, Lexi, would you like to watch? A Disney film with me, like the That's newest. That's why I like Disney Plus because it gives me, like, since I the pay excuse. the six dollars a month, yeah. I'm like, yeah. we should watch. Like yesterday, we watched Wreck It Ralph because yeah. I've never seen it, Wreck-It and Ralph's I was like, great. well, I pay for this. We should use it. I love children's movies, and I'm trying to continue to enjoy that love before the inevitable when, if, if, and when I do have a child with Lexi that. I know that I will begin to hate them, to revile them at some point. <laughs> Wait, at Molly, least by have the all girls accounts. found anything yet? Have they? Because like my niece was obsessed with Finding Nemo, so I've seen Finding Nemo a hundred thousand times. But it was a great movie, so I was cool with it. But well, still, this was we watched Sesame Street every morning, um, which Freddie absolutely loves. But this was her first movie. She was like sick, and and we just like wanted to like be calm, and so. Uh, this was like the first, her first thing besides Sesame Street. Basically. Oh, okay. Um, and I think she was into it, but also you're pretty even, even the, the whole like thinking about Stormy, like she's too, like not the two year olds can't be really into movies, but I, I don't think that like hour and a half is still like a pretty long right like time like I don't think that a two year old can like really understand a movie they get characters like Freddy loves Elmo and loves Grover and loves Cookie but Monster points but yeah like to actually be like yes my favorite movies are Frozen 2 and Trolls right. like maybe that's true for two year olds but I think that you're just getting into that like my, my nephews who are three and four they're like Paw Patrol, like they have all sorts of characters that they love, but I feel like that's something about two. You're just um, getting into Molly. That. I hate to like maybe upset you about your Whoa. own child, but Stormy is an indigo child, and they operate on a different wavelength <laughs> than Whoa. maybe your indigo child <laughs> is an indigo child. You haven't heard that phrase before. That's apparently no. what like Billie Eilish is and stuff too. It's like these spe- very rich people have these very special children and they call them indigo children. Really? It's like when you want, it's essentially that whatever complex is when you need your child to be like on another level than everyone else's or uh, something. Like the movie Parasite, which like also Parasite. please watch Parasite. It's exactly it's that exact Amy, thing. Yes. It's that exact <laughs> fucking thing actually. I want to be indigo. Popular. What if I'm Scarlet? And then, <laughs> but without the letter. I'm Scarlet without the letter. I can't believe I. you guys have never heard of that phrase before. Mm-hmm. I I'm sure oh, I have, I like and I think it. I just, I think I, it absorbs into my brain somewhere where I'm like, well, that's fucking dumb. Am I allowed <laughs> to say that? <laughs> like, you know, when it like goes into the special part of my lizard brain where I just file it away for who gives a fuck? Okay, here you go. According to a pseudoscient, this is from Wikipedia, according to a pseudoscientific new age concept, indigo children are children who are believed to possess special, unusual, and sometimes supernatural traits or abilities. The idea is based on concepts developed in the 1970s by Nancy Ann Top and further developed by Lee Carroll and Jan Tober. 
So these are these special, and they have a test you can take. I'm not saying that indigo children probably exist for sure, okay. but I don't think that Stormy is one of them. I will throw it out there. 14 signs you're an indigo child. Okay, I was going to say, who gets to declare an indigo child? Number one, and maybe, well, let me give the test for your child. <laughs> so maybe give a, pick, pick your favorite one and we'll give the test for them. Okay? <laughs> Number one, you were strong-willed. Yes. Number two, you are an old soul. I oh my god, I'm definitely I'm definitely an old soul. Now. I'm an indigo child. Hey, what's up, everyone? How you doing? Ben Kitzel here with Katie Dirks. Letting you know about Kind of Fun. It's the LPN Wrestling Podcast, and dare I say, it's Kind of Fun, bringing you all the news you need to know about wrestling to keep you up to date. Yeah, we cover all sorts of news from across the wrestling industry. Keep you updated. All the hot goss, all the fun stuff. Everything you need to know. So check out Kind of Fun on the LPN Network. It's Kind of Fun. Now, I was just thinking about this recently. One of our friends has a kid who, like, really did. From the time she was three, she, like, already just seemed, like, like kind of grown up. Uh-huh. And, like, some kids really do seem that way. Yeah. Usually a kid who's like, I'm an old soul, has just been told that a yes. lot by adults. Well, I think a lot of this indigo child yeah. stuff is stuff they've been told since they yes. were young age. But I was just thinking, I was like, my kid doesn't seem like, she just looks like a kid. She doesn't seem particularly old for her age, which is great. Does she seem like a free thinker? Uh, yeah. I mean, does all toddlers are free thinkers. Does she seem like a passionate truth seeker? Oh, my God. Uh, yes. She, like, she like a child, she is interested in learning and knowing. Uh, <laughs> do you, does she, well, how about this fucking shit then? Whoa. For what I think is your normal ass kid. Whoa. Does she want to change the world? Uh, I do in, she wants to control her world. Is she a change-making leader? Uh, not yet. <laughs> does she have? She a, will be ooh, though. Does she have a loner, autonomous personality? Again, she is a she is a one-year-old. She's very autonomous. <laughs> does she have? A, you ever try to tell a one-year-old what to do? Does she have a strong? <laughs> does she have a strong connection with nature and animals? Definitely not. Be, well, animals, yes, cats. But she's a New York City kid. We don't uh, have nature. Does she look like this girl in this picture right here? Uh, <laughs> describe the Can girl. Can you describe the girl, Her, her hair is long, flowing hair. She has some radiation beams going between her and the moon. Oh my God. Is she from Chernobyl? Everything is blue. Uh, she's very serious. My child is never that serious. Uh, there's kind of stars swirling around her. Yeah, no, this is... Uh, okay. I don't think my kid's so an I don't think your kid. kid's an indigo child. She's definitely not blue, right? <laughs> she's not blue. Then I don't think she's an indigo child. No, she's well, just... Not uh, Maybe she'll grow into it, though. Maybe. Yeah, she's a free thinking autonomous one year old though. I love that even Wikipedia says it's pseudoscience, like just not even try. Like, so, it, do we know who other famous people identify as one besides uh, Billie Eilish? Fe- this is like a future list. I feel like <laughs> people indigo. These famous people think their children are indigo children. I mean, um, I imagine that Goop probably thinks that Apple is an indigo child, right. To some extent, totally. Probably every rich person is like, yes, because every rich person thinks their child is more special than all the other children. I mean, every person's child is special in their own right. Like, that's the thing. It's like, it's like don't if you push it, that's when they stop being so special because then they become an egotistical asshole. All and children there's a are fine special. line between the two. Yeah, all children are special and deserve to be loved and celebrated for their special things about them. But uh, the idea that every, it's coincidentally, it's just the rich people who actually give birth to the really good kids. You know, right, right, exactly. All these other schmucks out here have their non-indigo vibes. Yeah, they don't have speci- – uh, there's, like, one list, but it was, like, the first one was Kurt Cobain. And I was like, well, I guess oh, you can no. in hindsight call someone 
an indigo child. I have a very big feeling that I'm about to go into quite the worm time about this. There is so <laughs> many aspects of their indigo categories, like the humanist conceptual indigos, artist indigos, interdimensional indigos, or catalyst indigos. I'm, oh no, guys, why did you do this to me? Uh-oh. Why did you do this to me? Now I'm about to go into this. This article says indigo chil- indigo crystal and starseed children. Oh my Characteristics God. revealed. Oh, oh God, there was a starseed. And okay. then also related to the indigos are the Blu-ray children, not the disc. They have a different temperament and a blue aura with traces of violet what they have telekinetic powers yes, See, that's the main thing why did they need the telekinetic powers okay yeah. so crystal children are the offspring of indigos and they began to incarnate in greater numbers at the turn of the century they commonly have a penetrating gaze does your child because uh, you might have been indigo, Molly. I might have been an indigo child. Yeah, I mean, she can definitely get you her get your attention with her eyes for sure. They they sometimes possess unusual colored and often round eyes. They're sensitive both mentally and physically, and suffer from allergies and sensitivities caused by environmental factors. So, is your child sort of weak <laughs> and um, just bad at living? Thank goodness, none none of the no allergies or anything so far. Did you see Jackie? I sent you a video. Uh, of, uh, of, oh my God! We have taught Freddie to uh, Gideon has taught Freddie to do her hair toss, check, check your nails, my nails, and then if you Baby, say, "Baby, how you feel it?" Oh you my say, God, Freddie, how you feel it? She goes. Ah. It's so I you said this to me yesterday, and I burst into tears because I'm having it's the it's my time. It's you know every fluctuating week of whether I want to have children right now or whether I'm absolutely terrified. And I'm on a plus week, and I was like, oh my god, um, I I'm it, it's perfect. She's absolutely perfect. You know what? She is perfect, which means she is an indigo child. I love. <laughs> Apparently, Nancy Ann Tapp is the one that created the movement, and this is the problem with indigo children, is that many of their traits could easily be applied to all children. In general, the entire indigo (laughs) movement plays off the fact that parents with woolly thinking and rambunctious children would prefer to believe their kids are special space angels rather than brats or children with learning disabilities. (laughs) (laughs) I was just reading a thing that's like, um... It seems to be purporting that like most kids who think their children's indigo actually just have severe ADHD. And that's a fine. See, the thing is, is that we like growing up and like I'm saying all these things like in in jest, but it's like growing up, like I've done the the, the past lives tests. I've done my numerology charts. I've done my birth charts. Like my mom is very into that. I find it very interesting to learn about all of these things just to know. I don't know if I necessarily believe in past lives, but it is interesting that apparently I am an old soul. And then in times I have been my own mother's mother in past lives. (laughs) And that is an interesting thing. To find out about. But what I love about your mom, unlike these celebrities, she did the opposite of making you feel like you were special and better than everyone else. Yeah, no, no, no. It was just keep working. No, that's great. No, no, fine. Yeah, no, you're doing it? Okay, keep working. Keep working. You're not working hard enough. And um, to this day, she's not working hard enough. But you know who is working hard enough? Jakira, Jakira. And I have been calling myself Jakira since watching the Super Bowl. And I've been moving my butt and I'm working on moving my butt because Shakira, Shakira. 
I did not really realize until that halftime show that I love every Shakira song. Came I just for didn't... J-Lo, left for Shakira. Y- wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I like this was the experience. When I was watching the J-Lo part, which of course was second, I was like, yeah, this is great. I like watching J-Lo dance. But during the Shakira part, I was like, I love every Shakira song. All these songs are so good. And I just didn't. That feeling didn't exactly like JLo songs are good, of course, and, and her I have steps, man. And, uh, yeah, it was she did great. Me away that like fast foot, it was so good. She, yeah, her dancing, uh, they're both of their dancing were fantastic, but her, but Shakira, I think, absolutely took it. And also her, her, I just, I guess, like I said, I just didn't realize. Damn, I love her music. It's so fucking good, and it's also such a. It's like it was giving me really positive early two thousands vibes. I was like, yeah, this is like this person has made like. Decades of really awesome music, and so has J Lo. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm in a Shakira. But which one right do you now. choose? Your Shakira. Shakira. Wow. Absolutely. I'm all Shakira, baby. And you know how I feel. And I love J Lo. This doesn't mean I don't love J Lo. But when they, I mean, even just watching, and I kept having to pause it and go back and 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 watch when they were next to each other shaking their butts. And I know both the butts are perfect and amazing, but Shakira's butt. You just yeah. had to keep pausing and just going rewatching. I watch it again. This time I'll watch Shakira. This research. time I'll watch Jayla. <laughs> it's research. And they so Shakira kind of, you know, we talked about this weeks ago in the blind items, and then it started kind of seeping out into the non-so blind items that they were having a lot of difficulties because J-Lo was supposed to have originally the halftime show alone, and they added on Shakira because it would be the first time that two Latina performers would perform for the half bowl, or the uh, Super Bowl halftime. And um, so Shakira was kind of opening, quote-unquote, for J-Lo, but when she came back, and she showed up on the drums. Are yeah. you kidding? Yeah. I just and still to this day, I think that all the I mean, I mean, musicians, of course, I think most people have weak spots sexually for musicians, but a woman on the drums yep. makes me yes. melt. Yeah, agree. I, and I was like, wait, that's she's back and that's Shakira on the drums. It was such a great wow. like, yeah, it was such a great uh way for her to reappear. And I don't know, I I guess Obviously, we're framing it like it was a contest, but I don't know why J-Lo is so mad that Shakira was there because I think it made the whole show better. You know, that is, again, that was like a blind item. Who knows? That could just be the fucking whole system trying to, again, yet right. again, make us pit two women against each other, right. and that fits the narrative of every single time two women are on stage. It seemed, they seemed, you know, I was, I was, and I was hawkeyeing for tension. Oh, because yeah. of the blind item knowledge. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. That seemed like love on that stage. I don't, it did. I, didn't, I don't feel like that. You know what it I did. mean? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's like a juicy, fun blind item, whatever, because of course, right? And I think if J-Lo really was frustrated, I think she has a point. Yeah. If she thought that she was headlining was the Super Bowl show. and then they're like, psych, it's like this other thing now where you're splitting it. I would have been probably frustrated, too. You know what I mean? But it does seem like they were they were having fun up there together. And that's what it seems like. It seems like she was frustrated but got over it kind of. I think it's just that may that may have happened and I would again also be frustrated up top about it. But Jackie, I you would have been oh, we're just up top, not the entire time, Jackie. Not please. the entire time because she was fucking amazing and that they fucking killed that show together. Jackie, I'm going to go ahead and say that you would have been a a very mean monster what person. What are you trying it. to say? Oh yeah, because I am I'm that mean about it. Jackie Jackie, I'd like you to be the only host of the Page Seven Festival coming up. I love that because I Molly, work alone. would you also like to 
now instead. I want to retcon things a little bit, Jackie. I'm sorry, but Molly, would you like to co-host the Page Seven? Festival? I'll uh, I'll co-host, and I insist. I never co anything. <laughs> there, well, part of the part of the rumors was that J Lo insisted that Shakira goes first, right? And that she okay, I could see that, but. I, I don't know. And I then just, she brought out that poll, man. She brought out the poll. I think. Oh man. I hate to keep talking about it like it was a contest. I just personally enjoy <laughs> Shakira more. But I think that J Lo is incredible, and I would and watch she her dance. It. And she I totally love that poll stuff. I and can't believe people are fantastic. upset about it. Or Everybody whatever. needs to Everybody's relax. An idiot. Everybody who is scandalized by that needs to just like relax and like watch like, some more Latin dance, chill not out. less. Yeah, and what chill were out. they so scared? Like I honestly, in watching it again, I was like, okay. And they're like, but children watch a show. It's a poll. It's a poll. Yeah, it's a Super Bowl. What does it matter? It's a poll. She's dancing. It's a different kind of dancing. I think it was the poll and they were shaking butts. And you know what? I think it was more like a fireman's poll. (laughs) So I think that they're actually misinterpreting maybe a little bit of a nod to our service uh, individuals in this country. <laughs> that and the fact that so many people were upset about, like, this isn't even about female empowerment. How dare she? They wear the tiny clothes and she dances on the stripper pole. <laughs> people need to catch up, What do you up, mean? Man. Because, like, are, what are you upset about? Because strippers um, have have a lot of skills in a certain area that you don't and you yeah. don't like that they get paid money for it. Like that's not female empowerment that's for a right. woman to own her body and to get up on a stage and to dance for other people and to make a lot of money doing it. That's not female empowerment. That's some old school shit to be scandalized by a stripper pole. Yep. Like catch up. <laughs> Especially when I, we were talking about this before. I'm like, come on. I feel like half of those same people complaining did at least one like exercise pole class to try it out with, you know, friends. Or, you know what I mean? It's yeah. so normalized now. There's like, it's ridiculous. It's everywhere now. The, the uh, uh, pole classes for like different reasons or whatever. Also, have you ever taken one before? I've only taken one and I was like, I can't do this. It's I, so I, I have to get stronger to do it. I have, I have I would abs- be like when the presidential fitness test at elementary school, you just have to hang yeah. from the pull up bar. <laughs> that would be me. But with, this, with uh, the pole, I would just be like, I don't. God, I that would be funny to see Molly doing do one of these classes. Just... I actually did very well with the pull ups okay. when I was little because I was oh, very, uh, very small, uh, framed. small and I could do it. Right. But now if I but have the, to do it, honestly, it's all about that leg strength. Yeah. Though. And just the. That. Burns alone, I feel like that I would suffer yeah. <laughs> from sliding up and down that pole. It's just, it's uh, this whole <laughs> sh- ep- this whole Super Bowl was really about. It was so. I mean, I mean, we'll get to Demi Lovato, but I think that the show itself was so pro, like it's just pro people and pro women, and I felt so. It's like, I mean, a lot fucking better than Maroon Five. Yeah, that's which, the thing. I love the comparison photos of like all the same people who were lauding his shirtless self. Oh on yeah, stage. I forgot it was Adam Levine. Remember that? Everyone yeah, was like so, so sexy, boring. and that was no one complained about him. This man, like fully shirtless, gallivanting around the stage, but just like, and then you see J Lo fucking rip it on a pole, like not even just like lazily doing shit, effortless, like, fucking crushing it on yeah. doing something that most everyone in that stadium could not do. Yeah. Fuck off with that noise, man. Yeah. And on top of it, how do we feel? You know I don't like it when children sing, but I like <laughs> the, I l- really, really love the relationship of J-Lo and her daughter and bringing her daughter on stage and singing with the kids choir in the back of just like, because they were also making a much bigger statement yes. about, you know, about the what's going on in our country right now. And the Puerto well Rican flag fact- was cool too. Like, yeah. you know, the it was not a super explicit like I feel like I've seen people be like they should have done more 
uh, given the crisis Puerto Rico is in, but I've also seen it's people be Super like, Bowl. yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> like, I've also seen people like, the Puerto Rican flag, but this is America. And so I right. feel like it was great to be like, yeah, Puerto Rican flag. Oh, let's... the pearl clutching that yes, happens. Yes, exactly. Oh, the pearl clutching. But yeah, I, I'm with it's you, Jackie. Insane. At first I was like, who's this kid? And then when I realized it was her kid, I was like, oh, that's nice. Yeah. They've actually been doing a lot of tour shows together, too, where she brings her up on stage and they sing together. And just that bond where, I mean, it is the opposite of when, you know, my mother used to force me to do those kinds of things in front of people when I didn't want to, which is why I was terrified of singing in front of other people for most Jackie, of my life. let's talk more about your mother. Should we unpack? Have I just been unpacking too much? I've been journaling a lot lately, and oh you know, I've just had a lot to say, so maybe that's where all of this is coming from. I'm completely, th- I, but I just want to take this time to say I I am thrilled with my relationship with my mother. And if you're listening right now, you did nothing wrong, and I just want you to say, Appreciate you. Honestly, I love my mother. Oh, yeah, right. All the things you've been saying for the past 40 minutes. I love my mother. What are you talking about? You called her a basket of beans just 15 minutes ago. I love beans. I'm a legume head. Everybody calls me that. (laughs) I forgot your name was Lil Goomy back then. Lil Goomy. uh, Yeah, you were hanging out with uh, Young One or whatever. My, like, parent of young children, adult brain, saw that, and I was like, if I, right now, I know this won't be the case forever when my kids are older, but right now I'm like so in it with like very young kids that I was like, if I had to go on stage and perform and my kid was on stage with me, my brain would short circuit and I would only be like thinking about the kid and I couldn't, it's like I, right now I have to like compartmentalize the like thinking about the kid, thinking about something else. And then if I'm trying to think about something else and then I have to think about the kid, it's like, I can't. And and so I was like, oh, that's nice that J-Lo can perform and also <laughs> her right? older child could be there. Right. And that's just... It's just a great thing that it doesn't, Jayla doesn't have to like stop and be like, oh, my brain has been taken over by thinking about being a parent. You right, know? right. No, I think that also it shows a level of respect that JLo has for her daughter to be able to have her on stage and be like, I trust that you're going to do your fucking thing and you're going to kill it. Yeah. And like awesome. that is such a level of respect. I love it. And it, it didn't seem like, I think that what I liked about it is that it didn't seem like creepy stage mommy, right? Like it wasn't like, you know, you better do this. Like, it just right. didn't seem... It or, didn't... or over, yeah, or pressuring, like, yeah. you need to show me how good of a mother I, you know, show everyone how good of a mother I am right now. Like, it, yeah, it doesn't right. have that vibe to it. And I yeah. guess, like, the thing that's creepy about, like, kids performing sometimes is that it seems like it's the parents, like, at least the stereotype is that, like, dance moms, it's like, right. you know, parents wanting to live vicariously through their children. J-Lo has to live vicariously through no one. And that doesn't necessarily mean that it's, like, not a coercive thing that's it couldn't possibly be coercive to bring your child on stage but it just didn't have any of those creepy vibes it just seemed like the fun like a fun mother kid you know bonding thing which i think is great i know and we do need to talk about so the talk of the town was that jay-z and beyonce didn't stand during the national anthem the amazing performance that Demi Lovato gave of the national anthem which again that's another worm time I've been going into is the Demi like the life of Demi Lovato and she did a great job and a lot of people are comparing her to Whitney and I don't think we can compare to Whitney per se but I saw one person's Facebook comment being like why is anyone even trying anymore Whitney did the best one ever I'm like um okay uh so they have to do it every year and the person probably wants to give the best performance they could give. Yeah. I, I, I agree. Whitney Houston did the best performance probably ever of the national anthem. But, like, yeah, yeah. 
Like, Demi Lovato, what, do you want her to phone it in? Because Whitney Houston did a really good job of the performance back in the 90s. Yeah. And Demi Lovato killed She did it. great. Yeah. And I don't know, whatever. This is, I feel like it's like a whole toilet flush episode. But, like, uh, I feel like when a guy does the national anthem, I don't see people posting about how, like, he didn't do it, you know, never compare it to Whitney Houston. Why are we comparing Demi Lovato's performance to Whitney Houston's? They're both good performances. They're both amazing performances. I don't think it's a whole toilet flush. These are things that we need to discuss. (laughs) Yeah, this is, the toilet flush has come into the mainstream, man. That's right. We can't, there are. The waters are rushing all around us. But am I crazy? Like, I feel like why, I don't know, why specifically hurt just because she gave a good performance. But also, why do I get, and it's just one person online, but why do I get your shitty comment like, like kind of in, in so many words being like in every way fuck off Demi Lovato because Whitney Houston gave a better gave the greatest all-time performance of the national anthem I, I would I should like yeah. read you verbatim the comment but it literally broke it down was like Whitney had better this better this that's better horrible. vibrato yeah. she had better breath control it was like fuck off. why are you doing this it's weird I mean I should say that uh you know speaking of toilet flush territory I find it very hard to feel any feelings about the national anthem whatsoever wow. uh and so Damn, dude. but I also feel like the idea of holding a candle for a performance from the late 90s and comparing every performer it's just it's like it's so weird Whitney Houston did everything better yeah. but like that she's doesn't the greatest. Mean, I, I, mean, I literally put that performance on if I want to f- give myself like a fake ASMR body tingle sensation <laughs> like that's what I do but I also to get got the same feel. tingles in watching Demi Lovato but I think that when you just hit that note, isn't that like it's in like the brown note where you shit yourself? Yes, <laughs> it's it like, is. It's the that. Note. It's the dingle note. It's it's the shivy note. Yeah, it's that tingle note, dude. It's the and tingle that note, note. Floats my boat. Sorry, America. I think that's pro America. I think it's okay. I think <laughs> I you're allowed I think to say that. You're welcome, America. Yeah, you're welcome, you're America. Welcome, America. <laughs> But then Jay-Z and Beyonce, who were watching the Super Bowl, didn't stand, and everyone flipped out about it because they, they assumed that they were making a political stance. And I kind of, I've never, I've never identified with them more than when Jay-Z came out and said, no, 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 wait, 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 wait. They were just sitting there and talking. She said, he said, we were talking about how beautiful Demi Lovato looked and how she sounded and what she's going through and her life. For her to be on the stage, we were so proud of her. And then it finished. And then my phone rang and it was like, you didn't stand up. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, what? Wait, 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 wait. And the, the, like apparently Beyonce was also sitting and talking about like, oh my God, I remember being that nervous right before I did this. And like the other two times she did the Super Bowl show that they were just having, they were having a conversation yeah. and just talking about how beautiful it was and how she was really killing it and then just didn't stand up. They're both like super uber musicians at the top of their game. Like obviously they could easily end up like over analyzing a performance and forgetting to do that. I think they have been, I don't know, actually, I'd have to look it up. I don't know if they've been supportive of the Kaepernick thing in the past, but. Well, they did say yeah. Jay-Z insisted that he and Beyonce would never have made a political move with their eight-year-old daughter, Blue Ivy, present. Saying, we wouldn't do that to Blue and put her in that position. He later noted that the couple didn't have to make a silent protest because halftime performers Jennifer Lopez and Shakira were making the loudest statement on stage with their Latin influence show. Which at which begs the question, Molly? Will you use your children to avoid making political statements in the future? It's, it's an interesting. I don't think that. Uh, <laughs> I don't think that like teaching 
I don't think that there's anything inherently propagandistic about making a political about showing what you believe in around right. your kids. Right, right, right. I think that I think if they believed that you should stand in solidarity with Kaepernick, then you should do that around your kids. I but think it's I more the fact that they didn't force Blue Ivy to make to do the it. Cho- you sure. know, it's a yeah. political statement. And I totally get. I I you know I I stand Jay Z and Beyonce, but they're also like I feel like they're both. I don't know what they did around Kaepernick particularly, but they're both. Jay Z, I think, especially, but both of them, they're kind of like famously like not political, and they, they, I think they like try to right. stay out of it. I respect that that's the choice they make. I, I wish they would make a different choice, but like I, I, I'm not at all surprised to hear them be like that was an accident because they just don't really do that, you know. So here we go on the count of three. Let's all scream who we're voting for in the primary. <laughs> <laughs> It's Jason Momoa. That's who I'm voting for. Oh my God, I love it. I'm voting for Jason Momoa, especially after seeing his Super Bowl ad, um, which I don't know if you guys watched it, but it made me have cats flashbacks. And I don't know if it's because of cats of why they (laughs) did that. But just like Jenny Any Dots, which was played by Rebel Wilson in Cats, Jason Momoa in this Rocket Mortgage commercials, he says that... um, the actor says, dodging paparazzi as he heads home, he wants to kick back and be totally comfortable in my own skin. And then he starts zipping off of his skin, body skin. He takes his ar- his muscular arms off to reveal skinny arms. And he takes his big torso off to reveal a tiny torso. And he removes his hair to show a big bald spot. And I actually low-key kind of, uh, Molly and I commiserate on this before, we low-key kind of hated a lot of the commercials this time around, as has been the trend lately for us personally and i found myself laughing at this commercial yeah he can do i'll enjoy anything that jason momoa does right. not not the way that jackie will but you know on a slightly dialed down way yeah <laughs> yeah i just think you mean oh not, my god su- uber sexual i think that he is very sweet and fun and funny but i do not feel for him you don't my- want him to sort of grab you and throw you up in the air like he would with like a, a small daughter or something the way like that, that the way that uh jackie feels for jason momoa is not the way that i feel. Or, yeah, start, or sort of you yeah. start watching him go around as he travels and he goes to kids hospitals and goes and like there's this video of him um visiting a bunch of kids in a hospital and this kid who seems like he's not doing very well and he's like all right you want to come at aquaman for a um what is it called a fist fist not a fist fight it's called a push it down. Oh, the fisticuffs. What is it? What? A bump? What you are you know when about? you put your elbow on oh, the table? Arm wrestling. Arm wrestling. Arm wrestling. I thought you did fisticuffs, right? <laughs> no, like no, old... he doesn't. He doesn't challenge the sick child to fight him. He right, challenges to him arm wrestling competition, and then like puts up a quote unquote good fight, and then like lets him win. You know, like that kind of thing. Like. It's very adorable, is what I'm fucking saying. I'm saying it's adorable, and I loved. I think I like. I like Jason Momoa. Right. But you like him for more than his work in children's yeah, hospital. Yeah, you want his fucking dirty dick, you piece of shit. <laughs> Brother Reed from the story must be told here, and without any context whatsoever. Here's a piece from an episode titled "When You Watch Me." I take the sword out of the sheath and stand up. This is my bus. I point the sword at her. I command it wherever I want. She begins screaming then, yanking on the cord, and everyone is up and out of their seats. The bus squeals to a stop, and I fall down on top of the sword. I feel a strange division open up on my forehead. 
folds of brow suddenly separate. I have to close one eye so the blood doesn't get in. The driver is out of his plastic-enclosed driving booth, a can of pepper spray in one hand and the microphone for the bus PA in the other. Get off the bus, sir! The PA buzzes. I point the sword right at him. Yeah, well, you know who's dick I don't want, and that's Baby Nut. And we need to talk about Baby uh, Nut. I do, because uh, it's a baby, I guess, or whatever. But, oh, uh, yeah. It's a I peanut. Think, it's, I think it was our buddy, Kephart, who turned to me while we were watching the game, while we saw that commercial, was like, somebody's cashing in on the Baby Yoda money. And I know that's not the, he wasn't the first person to think that. But, like, in today, in, in this day and age, where things are just internet cool things happen at such a rapid pace... Corporations have never looked more like the old man, like at the school, trying to be like, "Hey, high schoolers, I'm a cool dude." Yes, too. it's absolutely a hello, it's, fellow teens. Yes. I absolutely hate it. It's so annoying. I hate it. I just imagined the marketers just being in the, so. It's like if you guys haven't seen, I, I don't know if you saw that they killed off Mr. Peanut, and then in the Super Bowl ad, now there's Baby Nut, who's a baby peanut, and he has a little hat on. And I'm not gonna say that Baby Nut is not very cute. He's a very cute little baby nut, but um, it really is. I can imagine the the PR people just being like, "Don't you see? They like it with a baby face on it. Get a baby face in." But here. and again, this was Capard. I think again saying this, and it's so true. They learned nothing from Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda was practical. Was a puppet. Right. Yes. This fucking nut is like this digital dumb cartoon looking thing. They learn nothing. Yeah. I, I, the baby Yoda thing, I'm fine with. The, what adds this, I feel like I, that. I don't voice, agree with some of baby Yoda's politics, but. Whoa. <laughs> the ad, started out there. The old, the ad voice that you just did, Jackie, I picture when I watch these fucking commercials, and the reason they make me so mad is because I don't picture like an old guy doing a PR pitch like Mad Men style. I picture some. Bitches who are our age, who are in this boardroom being like, you know what millennials love? They love cookware or whatever. And it's, and it's literally bizarro us three. Yes. It's, and like it's some creative. Weird alter- and, 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 yes. I, and I say this with absolutely no malice in my heart to people who work in ad agencies because I know and love many people who work in ad agencies, creative and funny people can get good work in ad agencies. And so it's not actually the people that, that are doing that work. Doing that I'm Wizard mad and at. the Bruiser, like every story starts out with they were a copywriter. Yeah. Like every like, almost every yeah, story. Oh yeah. There is there are not very many ways to make uh, you know, halfway decent living, um, and especially if you're a creative person. So like I, I, but I, I think that for that reason, it feels extra close to home. It's right. like, I know who the people are in that room <laughs> and they're smart and funny people. But because of the way that like our the way that we like structure things, it's like we have to be like, let's get into the millennial mind. And I feel very targeted by these ads right. to be like millennials think this way. And we're going to like make millennials like baby Yoda. Let's make a baby peanut. And it just feels so like. It just feels very heavy-handed, and it feels like they're trying to like reach into our collective brains and then sell it back to us, and it makes me You know what cranky. it's like? It's like there should be a word for it, like how we have I feel seen. It's like the negative version of being seen. Yes, it yes. is exactly that. Exactly. It's I'm like, like the shitty, I, I don't know what it is, a sheen, shitty, and seen. I don't know, something, but I can tell- 
they're trying to make you're me trying seen, to see me and i you're sort of seeing me but you're seeing like a real shallow yeah. version of yes. me you know what you did you forgot me that's what you yes. fucking did <laughs> you, forgot you forgot me, me. and that's what the problem is is they forgot yeah. who they're talking to and who they're ta- who we're trying to sell to you're trying to sell and i feel this way most of all with subway ads because it's like Oh, do you just a little bit hungover sleeping in? Don't you wish you had these nice sheets? Oh, you don't like to cook because you work so hard. Here is a seamless ad. And like, uh, you know, don't you love cookware? Here's the cookware delivered to your house. And and I feel like it's like. Oh, that was the one you that said. That was the one was I like, said yeah, today. That's still. Pot was, getting delivered. No, no, no. The best is, yeah, getting delivered pot Now to that your I'm house. 30. Pot delivery takes on a whole new meaning. Uh, and I was just looking at this ad and fuming. Uh, I was like, 30-year-old still smoke weed. Don't stop smoking weed when you're 30. Uh, and my, my response, too, to Molly, we were talking about this as far as the quickest way to let me know that you do not actually smoke weed is to call it pot. And that has been the case since I was in high school. You want a slice of marijuana? <laughs> I, I, I do the pot sometimes. I do the pot, kids. So pot for me. Deliver- do you guys want some pot delivery? I'll call my pot delivery guy. Oh, it's funny because it's actually a cooking pot. <laughs> it's, it's like, yeah, you didn't actually see me for shit. You think that I'm like, you like they think that Melissa Millennials are like, you like to work hard and you like to play hard and you like nice things to show there. And like, of course, I buy all that shit because we're all like we all live in society and I want nice sheets. But I just feel so frustrated by that. Like, and that was I felt all through the Super Bowl ads. I was like, they're trying to have this like, like I almost wish that it was just like. Mr. Clean, he cleans your house instead of being like, are you so cool? Here's an ad that's going to make you feel really cool about your life. But also speaking of Mr. Clean, who also bumped into daddy territory because now Mr. Clean is swole as fuck. And it's like, don't you want to watch a man like this clean your house? Where it's also... As someone that is very sexual in nature, it is kind of fun to watch ads be like, why don't we turn up the fuckability of cleaning ass? <laughs> <laughs> is, is Mr. Clean really the guy who you've been wanting to sleep with when your husband is at work? I mean, now it is. If I only had to market to Jackie, I would be the most successful copywriter <laughs> on the planet. Can, Mr. Peanut, but make him somebody you want to fuck. But uh. has a, just a big human penis <laughs> hanging off of... I don't want to fuck a nut. I don't want to fuck a nut. <laughs> but what if he was Mr. Peanut, but he was a human, but yeah. he was like dressed in like a sexy peanut? But he was kind of rough with you. Mm. You know what I mean? The only thing is, I've definitely, uh, I've definitely been with people that like wear, you know, that like have the fun right. monocles and top hats. You called so. a guy. She referred to one of the men. She was, I guess, I'll I'll use air quotes for this one. Dating. Actually, I called him Mr. <laughs> she Peanut. She called him Mr. Peanut. Uh, yeah, because he I wore did. a monocle. So yeah. I, I you, did, I did. Wait date a minute. A Mr. Wait a minute. Yes. You dated a guy who wore a monocle. <laughs> Well, it was more with the fashion canes that were unnecessary, and 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 yes, had monocles. <laughs> you dated a guy who, who who used a fashion cane unnecessarily and wore a monocle. Also, I assume unnecessarily. <laughs> yes. Really? Yeah, yes. Wait a minute. Where have we, you can we been? re-record the show and start with this? Yeah. Right. Where have you been? That you it didn't know that. I don't know. When was short, this? It was when short-lived. We... It was before Goth Daddy. You know, it's not Goth Daddy. He doesn't have a monocle for play either. No. <laughs> no. Did he? Did he squint up his face to keep the monocle in? Um. Yeah. He time? usually would attach it onto his hats. 
<laughs> Even me saying this aloud hurts yeah. my chest. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, would take it off and it would attach you. It would made me think that was around the time when I was thinking about getting a nose piercing so that I could pierce my nose and have it attached to my ear because I think that's still very sexy, but I'm scared of getting my nose pierced because I'm, I have a lot of snot. And, um, you know, the, I like the, the way he used his monocle. Wow, <laughs> I really want Man. to. I don't know why either you didn't tell me or B I didn't uh, <laughs> start this information away. Right. So, what are the accessories of the men you've been dating lately? <laughs> Can we get really into good. that a little? Bit? Well, Jeff does have a lot of skulls. There's a lot of bones involved in our yes. decoration. This so, is all true. Yeah, he's got good accessories. It's great yeah, accessories. He's fine. Yeah. He does. He works it. Fanny packs right now. Uh, Lexi got a fanny pack too, so she joined the Legion. Fanny pack life is real, bro. It's great. I want to get a second one. Oh, you should. But first, we have to get to the list. Oh, oh who's on, on the list? list? Jackie, Jackie gotta, gotta have that, that list. list. Well, we didn't even talk about the Oscars at all because the Oscars going to be this weekend. But we are going to talk about the Oscars on this list because we're talking about epic mistakes and unplanned moments at the Oscars throughout the years. So, again, they're going to do the no host thing. Hopefully that works out well for them. Are you guys going to watch this weekend? Of course. I would like to try to have people over but it is just exhausting to even send a text about that <laughs> uh you know what i mean i'm like who should we invite and we're like i don't know jack who's jack you know what I mean? it's a nightmare that's but anyways yes yeah, so that could be, be my that's name jack, that's jackie's jackie's inviter <laughs> is it jackie Come over. All right. Fly in. Okay, I'll together. come over. Well, of course, we have to kick off in 2017 when La La Land wins Best Picture and then uh-huh. doesn't. That was such a huge... So it was when Faye Dunaway and Warren Beatty named La La Land as the year's Best Picture at the end of the 2017 broadcast, only to be corrected that, in fact, it was Moonlight that had won Best that Picture. Was that was fantastic. crazy. And there was so much racial weird tension behind those two films even being nominated so the drama for that to go down was crazy that, that was year. a good moment that was one yeah. of those moments where i was like oh fun shit's happening all right <laughs> and by the way i i'm actually one of the only people i feel like uh that i know that really liked la la land yes but also moonlight was fucking amazing, amazing. like even as a person who who uh, even as a la la land defender i am happy that moonlight won yeah. i also though it's like i don't want anyone to have that happen to them where they think they won. Yeah, I don't wish that on anybody. Even <laughs> you know even I mean? people who would make a musical without casting professional singers and dancers. <laughs> I was but, so Would you angry. rather Cats or La La Land, damn it? <laughs> I was so angry when La La Land won, which is why I will always remember that moment because I was pretty hammered and I was already screaming. Then when Moonlight got it, which but it's these screw-ups that I don't really understand. When it comes to the Academy, which we didn't even talk about, too, that earlier this week that the Oscar quote-unquote predictions were tweeted out by the Academy and everyone thinks that possibly that, that they were the actual winners of, like, the Oscar winners. But then what do you do in this situation? So you may have accidentally told the entire world who won the Oscars a week before the Oscars. And then they're like, no, 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 no. Oh, that's just a prediction. We just have this, like, prediction thing that we're using now. So then what do you do? Do you go and change them? Did you change it up? Yeah, I man. feel like personally, 
I change it up. Got to change a couple that nobody knows notices. Yeah. You know? I mean, I was fine with the winners though. It's like you know, it's uh, Parasite wins a lot of stuff. It's like that kind of stuff. Laura Dern. Yeah, I'm into what they put out. It's but now we'll I guess, but we're never gonna know. We're never gonna know if that was the actual thing, unless it's the same exact. If it's the same exact one for one, then we know. You know, we? yeah, that's the thing. Then we definitely know they fucked up. My other question is, I wonder how this affects like Vegas shit. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I wonder what do you how. Mean? A, I wonder how like a weird speculated mistake like that affects Change like bets. the odds and shit in Vegas. Oh yeah. You know I don't what I know, mean? man. Because I usually throw down a little bit of money on something for, like, the Oscars. Really? Oh, oh, like, yeah, between, like, well, my wife, like, we like to, she likes to bet on stuff. I lost the Super Bowl. I lost. Although, good for them, though, with the team, and they hadn't had the win, though. I had uh, I had, to, <laughs> I had to give her $20 and make her a HelloFresh. Oh, that's pretty great. That's, see, that's yeah. a good one. Although, I, wa- good one. I will say, I was I, I was in Miami during the Super Bowl. I was not at the Super Bowl. But I uh, on the way to the Super Bowl, because I flew out the day before, I was on a plane with, it must have been family members of the 49ers or something, because everyone was dress for the Super Bowl because I'm coming from California and then when we got off the plane which I was so tired but I did burst into tears because it made me smile there was a lot there was two lines of people that had confetti and were like all dressed in 49er shit as people were coming off of the plane and everyone's like screaming and chanting and I was like I get sports okay I see what's happening here it made me smile it's fun. Yeah, the feel-good aspect of sports is something that I also sure. enjoy. And also that you have to earn it. You know what I mean? Not yeah. necessarily that you're on the team, but like your team has to earn it for you to celebrate. You don't just celebrate like for the July you celebrate or whatever. You right. know what I mean? Every right. year it's whatever. Everyone gets it. Yeah, but then if it, if your team is losing, then I have to really Brutal. tell myself like it's okay. You don't need to be desperately that's upset the, about it. That's this. the thing about sports I don't understand is like having it ruin your night and like crying about it and yeah. stuff like that. Unless again, you lost a lot of money. But we can't forget when John Travolta introduced Adela Dazeem as Adina Menzel. I'll never forget. Never yeah. forget. Yeah. I love that. Adele Dazim. He was so proud of himself. <laughs> he did surprise himself. He, for some reason, I'll, I will never know why. And, um, w- and this is kind of fun. When when Lawrence Olivier forgot to announce the nominees, he said in 1985, he was, after being introduced as a presenter of the award for best picture during the 1985 Academy Awards, Lawrence Olivier received a standing ovation. Instead of naming each nominee, the four-time Oscar winner simply announced... Amadeus. That's amazing. <laughs> he didn't even say the nominees. Um, apparently in 1974, there was a streaker that went through the 46th Academy Awards, and that's kind of fun. That's fun. And then we also had another wrong winner in 1964 when Sammy Davis Jr. announced the wrong winner. They said, while presenting the winner for best music score for an adaptation or treatment, Davis announced John Addison as the winner for Tom Jones. He promptly returned to the microphone to retract his announcement, telling the crowd, they gave me the wrong envelope. Wait till the NAACP hears about this. How did he, uh, so what, there's another envelope? Yeah, how do you get the wrong envelope? I don't know. How did that's that happen with Wall- 
Yeah, with La La Land too, how did it, what was the explanation? The theory was that with La La Land, he had been given the best actress envelope. And so when he opened it, it said Emma Stone. I see. Um, La La Land. Oh, that makes sense. And that is the speculation. Oh my but God, I, I love Emma Stone. I, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, but I think that you. there was a lot of the hubbub <laughs> about it was that like there are, I mean, this is the whole, the agency, the ad agency that they have that does the envelopes. It's like, you had one job, you know, which is to give the correct envelope. Emma and presumably Stone. even better systems in place now than in 1964, although maybe not. Emma Stone is like my Momoa. Yeah, I feel like a lot of guys have that for Emma it's Stone. It's weird. I don't, I don't maybe like it even, but it's there. I understand. I think that she's attractive, and I think that she is good at what she does, and um, she's just not my type, and that's she's okay. She's so pale. She has, she's real pale <laughs> she's and bug-eyed. Yeah, I love it. I like anime eyes. As uh-huh. evidenced by my wife and paleness. <laughs> As evidenced by my wife. I love big, big old cartoon eyes. Uh-huh. I want you to look as much like a cartoon character as possible. <laughs> when I was in high school, a, a boy <laughs> told me that his my eyes reminded him of Japanimation. Yeah? Yeah. I always call it Lexi when we first started seeing each other, which is actually very sad if you know the story. But I told her, and I still feel this way, that she reminds me of the girl squirrel, squirrel in Sword in the Stone. But then Sword in the Stone actually is very sad because, like, the guy, he becomes a real boy, and then the girl's heart's bro- the girl squirrel's heart gets broken. And she's like, <laughs> boiler alert. And she starts crying. She's, it's on Disney Plus, by the way. And she's just like, and the crying sounds of this girl squirrel voice actress will melt your heart. And she's like, <laughs> oh, no. Am I going to have to watch this? All right, I'll watch Dude. it. Sort of. By the way, Jackie, Mad Madam Mim is like your fucking spirit animal. Ooh, by okay. The way. I don't know have if you I never have seen ever, Sword in the Stone. I haven't. It's it is probably my favorite Disney movie. It's definitely on Disney Plus. We watched it on like Christmas Day with like Lexi's family, and I I love that movie. That is like the best. And Mad Mad Madam Mim is so good. All right, I'll, uh, all right. Good wreck. Yeah, definitely watch it. Uh, but also, this is your time to show- Wait a second, I just looked up a picture of Mad Madam Mim. Wait a second, I'm offended. <laughs> Wait it's a not second. in her looks. It's not her looks, it's her attitude, oh, okay. girl. Oh yeah, I see that this little um, music symbol, and it says the line, I'm an ugly old creep. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, yeah. I just, when I it's think of exactly we're going to watch this and then we're going to have a conversation <laughs> is what's going to happen. <laughs> All right, type in girl squirrel, sword in the stone, and look at that girl squirrel and tell me she is not Lexi. Bring her up, Holden. Okay, yes, definitely. <laughs> definitely. That is so Lexi, dude. Oh, my <laughs> God. It every- is Lexi. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, my God. Even the yeah. way that she takes care of you. Wait, her f- picture is fading. Why would that be? Oh, no. I've seen that photo a million times, oh, and yet no. it grows darker within the second. What's oh, going to happen? Some foul god bespoke upon a word to deem me go sightless yet again. I think I'm going. <laughs> what? I don't We can't see him. <laughs> Uh, welcome to Blind <laughs> Items, everybody. You're welcome. I <laughs> <clears throat> uh, uh, just got to really get loose in my goose right now. Oh, yeah. You got to get you got to loosen her up. It's a bit of a juice goose, these items that are blind this week. So feel free to be frightened. Feel free to be relaxed. I'm Whatever both. Whatever you're feeling. 
Think about your mother situation or whatever, Jackie. Maybe. I love my mother. Interesting. <laughs> the A-list country star who got her start on reality television had a wild week of partying at levels not seen in many years. Strange things happen when she starts partying like this. Kelly Clarkson. No. A-list celebrity, they said singer or actor? Yeah. Oh, I feel like I forgot the juiciest part that's maybe revealed in the link that goes with it. She canceled like some major uh, shows because of her partying. But she started in, you said, reality television? Yes. Who's the other one that's a country singer that started in reality television? Oh, uh, what's her name? Um, uh, oh, she's the country singer from American Idol. It rhymes with Coranda Bambert. Coranda <laughs> Lambert. Wait, what reality show did no. she start on? I don't know. It said it got her start in reality television. Yeah, that's not who I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of why can I only think of the name Casey Musgraves? Like but that's not who I'm trying to blind say. Blind item ever. I just assumed she started on stupid. Who's that uh, blonde girl from from American Idol from like season four? You oh, know, the country one. Carrie Underwood. Thank you. Okay, in 2003, she finished in third place on the television program Nashville Star. I just assumed oh. she was an American Idol person. No, 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 I didn't realize that she did that. Yeah, Nashville Star was a singing competition which aired on the USA Network. Wow. I really like Miranda Lambert, but it does make sense because I think that she's going a bit, it seems, or at least what we're, if I'm picking up what they're putting down, um, she's definitely spinning a little out of control in this new relationship. I think that she's having a lot of fun is what it seems like, but I think that she was on the track that she really wanted to like, like get married, have kids, all thing, and then the divorce happened. And I think that she's kind of just seems. I mean, I don't know her obviously, but it seems like she might be spinning out a little bit. That's yeah. the Brad Paisley divorce, right? Not um, Brad Blake Paisley. Shelton. Brad, Blake Shelton. Thank you. As soon as I said Brad Paisley, so yeah, she had to cancel. Um, oh God, three shows. Damn, big, but, big and, arena shows. She said she was sick. It was funny in her Instagram post. She wrote like. She literally wrote, like, I'm medicating myself, which just means she's, to me, she's just smoking weed. But, um, yeah, she, what was it? All in Texas. Corpus Christi and Thursday, Friday in Austin. Oh, no, that's a couple years ago. Oh, my God, I'm terrible right now. But she canceled a bunch of shows. I know she canceled shows. Oh, so if it was a couple of years ago, it's probably during the, like, with the divorce and everything. And, like, when she uh, was having her party in days. Right, But wait, right. so Blake Shelton's with Gwen Stefani, right? Yes, I really feel like he, I don't understand how he came out on top. I mean, she is married to a very hot cop, but it seems like there's a lot of controversy around their relationship. Uh, and and also because he's not in the world, and it seems like she wanted someone not in the world of uh, Hollywood at all. Uh-huh. And he was like, the whole thing, I'm not even going to get into it. It's, <laughs> it seems like he had rough stuff with past exes. Like he's got an ex that was that pregnant with his child, and she didn't realize that he was even marrying somebody else. And like there's a whole issue with it. Okay, so here's the update. It was Salt, Salt Lake City and then Denver. And this was uh, just the other day. Her Instagram post said, Dear Salt Lake City, I'm so sorry to announce that I'm having to reschedule the show tonight. I've been doing everything in my power to be 100%, but my voice is just not there, not even close. I'm so sorry to let everyone down. Since I'm not well, we thought it would be better to come back and give y'all, y'all, of course, the best show we can. We will be back here on Tuesday, February 25th, blah, 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 blah. Tickets will be honored. Um, and I am medicating and resting, and I'm praying I will be better to play Denver tomorrow. Thanks for understanding, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then she ended up canceling Denver the next day as well. 
Man, um, going on tour must be really hard if you're going through some shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So. Are you kidding me? You rip it up. Also, it does kind of scream like that's what happens when you party really hard. You fuck up your voice. Yeah. You, you, you know, you just don't. You, I don't know. I, I could see it going both ways. I could see her being actually sick, but I could also very easily see her. You party too hard. That's totally how, how it manifests. Like, Ooh. yeah. Brutal. Very brutal, but not as brutal as this. Actually, this isn't that brutal. The speculation about engagement for the A-plus list singer was all carefully crafted to get people talking. It is no different than Jennifer Aniston cradling her stomach on a red carpet. So this is an engagement. This is a subject I keep shoehorning into the show because I love it so much. Wait, they're a singer? It says A-plus list singer. It's a woman, and it's about the speculation over an engagement. Oh, with Taylor Swift. Of course with Taylor Swift. And sorry, not sorry I'm bringing up again, but also we have not talked about Miss Americana. And Molly, I'm already mad at you We're going to do it. I'm I almost watched TV. it last night. You, oh, you almost did? Hold on, You have to understand I have about 45 minutes when I can watch something before wow. I fall asleep. But I did. I was like, I have to watch this. I have to hold it. It's going to be it's so mad good. at me it if I don't me, watch I it. I am mad at you. It is very good. And I don't care. Uh, with uh, The children are not an excuse for me. <laughs> I've heard that it's very good. I want to watch it. We I've will heard talk that it's about fantastic. it on talking TV. Don't did you watch Watch it, Jackie, because you were like, I don't want to watch it. I did. You watched it? I watched it. Wait, are you acting like you didn't enjoy it? I might be. I don't know. I guess people are going to have to check into talking TV to see what I thought. I cried <laughs> multiple times. It's That's really what I hear. good. I hear I'm proud it's very of you. Good. I loved it. I'm proud of me, too. Okay. Can I watch it in two installments? Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, and then, re- yeah, and then rewatch it a bunch because it's free on Netflix and like, why wouldn't you rewatch it? It's really good. This is our place. We make, the, make rules. the rules. I that fucking song. Lover is so such a good song. So Follow the reason it. why I wanted to bring this up is I actually just feel like it's hilarious because fans are convinced in a scene in the new doc uh, that a scene in the new doc shows off an engagement ring. When InStyle asked Lana Wilson about it, she said, "Whoa, uh, who directed it?" She said, "Whoa, I'm going to have to revisit that scene." What I think is so funny about this, and people are saying, like, this engagement ring, quote-unquote, is like a cat ring that she's sported in the past and therefore not an engagement ring. But what I think is hilarious is it's this scene, spoiler alert, where she's, like, the scene I cried at, where she's, like, tears in her eyes defending herself against her management team to say, you know, I'm going to start speaking out about this stuff and uh, this politically and things. And the team, like, telling her, no, you can't do it. And her, like, fucking in this amazing moment in the movie, like, standing up for herself and saying, I'm going to fucking do this, and you're not going to tell me no anymore. And uh, I just think it's hilarious that everyone's like, OMG, is she engaged (laughs) to a mama man? Like, in this, like, powerful scene, that's what you're thinking about? You are doing the exact opposite of what she's asking every woman in this country to do. That's awesome. I'm just like, what are we doing, guys? So funny to me. So that's why I wanted to do that blind eye. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. If it was any other scene, it'd be one thing. There's even a scene, like, where she like is with Al- Joe Alwyn and all that stuff, like. But of course they pick literally this the one where I was like, I love it, like you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> so, anyways, I thought that was good, and I hate you for not liking the movie. Jackie. We're gonna talk about it. Uh, yeah, we're gonna talk. We're about gonna it. have a conversation about it. Um, last one, guys. This one's you know, check it out. Okay, this A list mostly movie actress is a multiple Oscar winner slash nominee. 
She gave up her first class seat on the train this morning and made her team give up their seats too so a woman with two kids and an infant could use them instead? It's a, it's a positive blind item. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I was shocked. A positive blind item? Yes. Wow. What is her, what's her stats again? She is a mostly movie actress and is a multiple Oscar winner slash nominee. Meryl Streep? No, one of the Oscars. I don't know if she won for this, but she's known for a musical movie for sure. Anne Hathaway. Absolutely. You think Anne Hathaway would do this? I don't know. She was up for Les Mis. Um, <laughs> she won. Did she win? Yeah. <laughs> I liked her performance. I she had was a good. dream she was good. She was good. my life would be so different. Different musical. Sexier musical. Um, Renee Zellweger. Yeah. She was recently spotted looking bright and happy at the Gare du Nord station in Paris, France on Monday, a train station. I love That's this That's why story. it's a positive blind item. It's because it's from overseas. It's not from here. It's all <laughs> that's, why it's, that's why it's a nice thing. I love this fucking blind. I was like shocked. I've never seen a positive blind item in the blind item. Y'all throwing this out there. Watch Judy. She's fucking. Great. I need to watch Judy. Yeah, I want to watch, watch Judy that too. this week. I want to try to catch it before the Oscars. She did especially because such... she's going to win now that we. I mean, the we all know out. she's going to win. So yeah. apparently, according to <laughs> the Academy, <laughs> she did such a good job of like not. It's not cartoonish at all. She did. I mean, she really tapped into and made it her own at the same time because she knows. She's never going to be Judy Garland. Like, you can't yeah. be yeah. Judy Garland, but you can uh, yeah. do a great job of being like Judy Garland, and she did such a good job. I but- do really want to see it because I feel like, yeah, I feel like uh, Renee was, I still have, like, a very, like, early 2000s association with Renee Zellweger of, like, Bridget Jones' Diary in Chicago and being like, yeah, she's fine, but, like, I've never been like, she's amazing. And so when I saw she was Judy Garland, I was like, I don't know. But then I... Have heard nothing but incredible things about it. Ba, 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 ba. I can see again, Yay, and I can see can my see. friends. Blind items is over, and I am so happy to say I'm proud of you. Uh, yeah, on with the <laughs> showver. We have to get out of here because we've been talking for <laughs> way too long. I don't know what happened. We just kept going, and you know it happens sometimes. You know why? I think it's because we enjoy each other's company, and isn't that kind of Nice. And why why can't that be nice every once in a while? We're allowed to. Yeah. We are allowed to enjoy each other. And we're also allowed to say thank you guys so much for joining us this week on wow. page seven. Wasn't that so? I'm so like, you know what it is? I'm earthy. That's what everybody says. Jackie, you she's are really all earthy. earth tones right now. <laughs> you might. Oh, my God. You're like the opposite of an indigo child. Yeah, you're right. I'm an I'm an earth bitch. I'm an earth full grown woman. <laughs> And this full-grown woman is excited about our move to Spotify. And we got, I mean, this show is going Spotify exclusive on Valentine's Day. Yes, it's coming up February 14th of 2020. But new releases and the entire back catalog of this show, which I think goes, I think we've been doing this for 10 years, will be Spotify exclusive. Molly, we've been doing this for almost 10 years. I think we've been doing it for 10 years. Wow. Yeah, we've been doing it for a long time. 
Uh, every week we do it. And if you haven't tried Spotify, it's free to download and use on any device. No credit cards needed. And all of our episodes are already over there. So you can listen to 10 years of us getting older. And now the fact that I not only just talk about still wanting to have sex with people, but also possibly wanting to have children. One of the co-hosts has two children at this point. Two of them are married. This is nuts. Yeah, you go. You can listen to us grow up. Go back through those 10, uh, 10 years worth the episodes and you're gonna see us go on a journey right quite a journey you yeah you follow us through our 20s so thank you guys for always following us through our 20s and all you gotta do is simply search for our show in spotify to start listening for free you can download all episodes for offline listening with a free account and with spotify you know what you can listen to all your favorite podcasts here on lpn and anything else you want to put into your ear holes and your music all in one place so you know what? Listen to page seven, free on Spotify. Knock, knock, Jackie. What is it? Patreon.com forward slash page seven podcast. Five bucks a month for a free, but it's not free. It's $5 a month, but it's a bonus episode every single week. We talk about the moon. We talk about uh, scary creatures. All, we only talk- that. Yeah, it's only the moon and scary creatures. It's called talking TV, but we den- we, we never discuss only it. talk about <laughs> different scary creatures. The boogeyman we talk about. And we talk about the different craters of the moon. So check that out. Patreon.com forward slash paid seven podcast. You can follow me on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash holdenators ho. And you can also follow me on... Uh, at- my name is Jackie Zabrowski. You follow me on Instagram at Jack That Worm. And I'm uh, uh, MJKLCat on Twitter, on Instagram. Also, we have a new Instagram hey. account called Page7LPN, and you should check it out. And Natalie's doing some great work over there, posting some fun stuff. So check her out. We got pitches for y'all. We love you, and we will talk to you next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, We've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support so you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.